I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB podcast. Well, it was pretty ugly out there today. I'm sure I'm not bringing that news to you uh, first or the first person bringing that news to you today. But to break it down a little bit, I'm Kyle Rodder. David Scott joins me now. Uh, Scotty, you were doing the last couple of hours on air today. I'm sure the conversations were all much the same as ones I was having this morning. Uh, just really dissecting what was a very hot USCPI print and the market reaction. Yeah, look, uh, any thoughts that, you know, we're going to go and see a, a very sharp and you know, a quick moderation in price pressures, unfortunately, were pretty much thwarted last night. Uh, just the stickiness and the broad-based nature of the inflation we're seeing at the moment, like almost all components are still rising at an annualised pace, which is more than double the Fed's target. Of course, the, uh, the market was, you know, insisting that we're going to go and see a negative headline print and maybe you know, a very, very soft and uh, underlying inflation measure. Unfortunately, the latter was rock solid and very strong, 0.6% for rounded uh, month on month. Of course, 6.4, I think it was, for the other year on year. And that has uh, really got a few people concerned about what the Federal Reserve might have to go and do to go and bring that inflation pulse back down. And that, of course, means higher and faster interest rates. Yeah, it certainly does. And uh, just to give that little bit of a recap in terms of what markets are expecting now, uh, basically 75 basis points is all that assured after last night, 100% baked in. But there's one in three chances implied in the futures market, <clears throat> pardon me, of a 100 basis point move. And we don't have any Fed chat um, formally over the next week and a half until that FOMC meeting. But uh, a lot of the guests that I was talking to today were suggesting we keep an eye out for perhaps little stories being popped into the Wall Street Journal from some of the Fed's favoured journalists, perhaps warming us up for such a move. But I mean, when it comes to equities today, Scuddy, it's really not much more can be said. We were down by about 2.5% by the end of the session. In fact, it was exactly 2.58%. is where the uh, market closed. And it was just a very broad base day of selling, of course, red right across the screen. Yeah, it looked like it was almost uh, kind of unwind by like maybe index funds or something like that. Just the uh, the uniformity of the declines coming through. Every sector finished lower. No, no surprise in the tech and real estate. Really, the areas where they hammered the most down in three point two and three and four point two percent respectively for those two areas of the market. But very uniform in nature. Of course, you've got to throw into the mix what happened with the Aussie dollar as well. So for offshore investors looking at the uh, the local market, it was a much more brutal day if they're unhedged, and that may explain why we saw the broad based. Declines coming through today rather than in individual sectors per se. 
But uh, yeah, looking across the, uh, the market map, in terms of the actual individual level performance, uh, less than 10 names managed to go and, f and finish in the green in the other 200. So pretty ugly session. It's uh, you know, just widespread and pretty frenetic. But the question now, of course, is how long will it last for, as you rightfully pointed out. All eyes now on the Fed whisperers since the blackout period is to see what they may or may not do. Will we get 100 basis points in the card next week? I'm, I think it's a pretty strong shout at this point in time. Yeah, definitely. And the market's pricing in a federal funds rate that's still uh, peak well over 4%, which, well, one of the big conversations, uh, one of the, you know, clear, uh, really, really good conversations that I had today was with Matt Sherwood from uh, Perpetual Asset Management. And he was still saying, he's been saying this for a little while, uh, but he's still saying that uh, what we're seeing now is multiple compression. Uh, so rates are going up, uh, prices are going down to reflect that. Uh, but the hit to earnings and the earnings forecasts, uh, especially from sell-side analysts, hasn't really caught up yet to reflect uh, the, the very high potential of a recession. And if we get a federal funds rate above 4%, well, I mean, I wouldn't be the only one, I think, to say that that's uh, a, a, a rate that could push the US economy into recession. Of course, we've got the bond market pricing that in uh, more or less already and have been for a little while. Um, now, just in terms of some of the uh, the movers and the shakers you were talking about before, Scuddy, um, the handful of stocks that actually moved to the upside in any material uh, and meaningful way, Mesoblast up 3.8%, Tyro Payments up 1.5%, Computer Share as well uh, was up 1.2%, of course, a company that's reasonably in interest rate sensitive. Uh, normally, uh, it's quite a positive relationship there uh, in terms of rates going higher, Computer Share uh, 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 stock price going higher as well. Uh, but the decline is Megaport, really big, down 10%, Pinnacle Investment, 7.5%, uh, Gold Road Resources. Of course, we saw gold prices plunging a stronger US dollar overnight uh, for reasons that have very, very obvious, as well as those high yields also uh, weighing on the gold uh, miners today. But uh, we did have, uh, of course, a little bit of a chat today uh, about stock-specific things uh, on the uh, call, as we always do. It wasn't all, I suppose, doom and gloom necessarily, or at least not such a macro conversation there. Uh, and our stock of the day was Lake Resources. Uh, let's see uh, what, uh, what our two guests today had to say about that company. The market hasn't liked it. The market doesn't like uncertainty. It's just another level of uncertainty for the for the project. Um, but you know, putting this aside, uh, potatoes, potatoes. Uh, the, I think you know the, the, they'll get through it. Um, and looking on the other side of that, you know, they, they're still a fair ways away from production. So I think there's better opportunities in the lithium space. Go for somebody that's maybe a little bit closer closer to production, like a Lion Town Resources would would be a pick. Uh, certainly over lake. It's not one of my preferred exposures in the space. If you look at the chart, the chart is significantly inferior as well to the others. Um, if you're looking for, you know, for ones that are in production, uh, all chem, uh, obviously AKE is still a, a better place to go. So buy, hold um, or sell. Uh, for lake, uh, look, I, I would, I would, I would sell it. But like Carl points out, we have some very high quality lithium producers in this country, Pilbara, Alkene, Mineral Res, um, a few others as well. So whilst lithium price is higher, I feel as though you're better off investing in those companies that are producing a lot today and have the opportunity to increase that production uh, in the near term as well. Okay, so that was Michael Wayne there, um, Managing Director at Medallion Financial Group, and Carl Capolingua. Uh, giving their verdict. The lithium space, just generally, he was having a chat, in fact, to, to Martin Crabb 
Yesterday, uh, a little bit of a hot sector. I did write an article on the medallion, uh, uh, sorry, on the, the lithium stocks recently. So maybe that's a bit of a contrary indicator. If we're all talking about it, maybe some of that heat is starting to come out of it. But still a very strong secular play uh, when it comes to the lithium space. But Scuddy, um, it's really uh, hard to, to look past uh, that inflation print, whether the sell-off that we'll see will continue into to tonight's trade. I mean, how are you thinking about things as we uh, as we enter uh, the the overnight session, uh, Europe and Wall Street? Oh, look, I think it's still clearly an environment where any pop you go and sell at this point in time, the Fed is going to be aggressive from here on out for the remainder of the year. I think that the recalibration of expectations probably hasn't sunk in yet and the impact that that will have on earnings will filter through over time. But I do expect that we're going to see a lot more volatility and probably more downside rather than this and these wafty rallies we've seen. The idea of the pivot is now postponed for a long period of time. We'll get the PPI data coming out. It shouldn't have the biggest impact. Maybe final prices has a flow-on effect through to uh, the CPI data. I did notice as well the uh, UK CPI came out at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon, 9.9% year on year. That's down from 10.2%. So of course, headline you know, is starting to go and roll over, but uh, that core underlying reading at 6.3% year on year was bang in line with expectation as well. So all the evidence about what's going on in the, uh, no, the inflationary pulse uh, is going to be very important moving forward. Of course, tomorrow, locally, we get the jobs report. That's going to be very important for the RBA's trajectory, given we know the, uh, the strength of the labour market conditions are filtering through when it comes to spending levels at this point in time. And then uh, initial jobless claims in the States tomorrow night, that's going to be another one to keep a pretty close eye on, given it's the closest thing we have to a real-time uh, indicator of a US labour force. Yeah, absolutely. And all of that feeding into central bank expectations, the Fed in particular. But we do have the Bank of England in a couple of weeks' time. did have its meeting deferred because of uh, the passing of Her Majesty the Queen. But, uh, Scotty. That's a bit of a wrap, uh, I think, on the day. And the not much more can be said. Uh, we'll let the red speak for itself. But um, let's see how markets perform tonight. Maybe we'll get something of a bit of a, uh, of a turnaround. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll cover it, obviously, all tomorrow morning uh, when we kick things off at Ausbiz, uh, at Ausbiz once again uh, for the day's, uh, uh, your day's viewing. Um, but, uh, Scotty, mate, have a great night. Yes, I'm you. Tomorrow is a new day. We'll see what it brings. We'll see you then. Brilliant. Bye. 